Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast, everybody. We are super excited to be getting back into uh, this series of confessions. Well, not really confessions anymore. We're going into how do we strengthen our faith. If you haven't, if you're just now joining us, make sure to go back a few episodes and where there's an episode titled Intro to Confessions of a Pastor. We go into the first confession, which is most Christians don't like most Christians. The That's second the confession. confession. Yep. And it's it's uh it's pretty true yeah, for most brutal of too. us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is uh weak faith. That you know well Adam was sharing that as kind of the source of anxiety. And I think I, even examining myself after that podcast, I could say the same thing. Um, and we're kind of on this track of how do we strengthen that faith? And the first application was we look at the cloud of witnesses that come before us. This is out of Hebrews 12. Um, and then the second application, if you guys go back and listen to the episodes, is looking unto Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Um, and again, if you guys want to go more in depth into those topics, make sure to go back and listen to those episodes. We go in depth into each confession and each yeah. application of how to strengthen that faith. And it was Really, I mean, yeah. I learned a ton. The last episode was episode 13. This is episode 14, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but episode 13 so far, last episode we did was my, probably my favorite episode we've done so far. Um, it's really I, good. Like hands down. Yeah. Um, just talking about that, how to strengthen your faith, that second way is really fixing your eyes, looking to Jesus, um, not just in the middle of the moment that you're in, but looking at who he who he is in the past, what he's done on the cross, and then looking towards in the future. Yeah, looking at Jesus down the road as the as the finisher. The scripture said the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. So um, he started it and he'll finish it. And so if we'll stare at him, then we know that we're not the ones building it. He's the ones that are. He's the one that's building that in us. Yeah, and that really helps to grow and strengthen um, our faith. And so this week, we're kind of moving into the third one, and I want to set it up a little bit because I want you to, to know it. So basically, when we're done with this episode, uh, we'll be done with this confession. And the confession was, in the very beginning, was, um, you know, I have suffered from anxiety a lot in my life. That's not the confession. Uh, the confession was is that my faith is weak, um, and that's the source, I believe, of the anxiety. That's what Graham was saying a minute ago. Yeah. And so that's the whole idea. And... This particular way to strengthen faith just continues on in Hebrews 12. So if you want to go there or make a note for it for yourself to look at later, um, we're just going to keep on reading the next few verses because you're going to see this third way that the writer in Hebrews is telling us how to strengthen our faith to these people who are have a faith that they're barely holding on to, right, which I yeah. identify with. That was my whole thing. Yeah. Um, but when I start talking about this way to strengthen your faith, I want you to know that this one is incredibly personal to me right now. Um so it's fresh. It's really hot right now in my life uh, because I feel like that this particular way to strengthen my faith has been what God has been doing in my life personally. And then also anything he's doing in my life personally, he's also doing in our church's life because, by the way, that's how that works. They don't they aren't separated. Right. So um, this is what he's been doing in my life through this past season. And when I say through this past season, I mean through this COVID corona. I'm I'm you know from the country, so I call it Rona. This Rona season. And I know that this is probably going to be one that a lot of people are going to pay attention to because I think at least looking at what's going on publicly around us and what 
um, studies are starting to show, what science and, and um, health uh, stats are starting to show us is that everybody has been dramatically affected um, by COVID, not just in a physical illness way, but more so in a mental health type way. Um, an emotional health type way. And then there, we all know, right? We're, as Christ followers, we all know that emotional health and mental health is also tied into birth out of spiritual health, that they're all tied together. And so this is what he's been doing in my life. And so I think with everybody knowing that all that's going on, a lot of people are going to pay attention to this episode because a lot of us are struggling with something that we can't even, you almost can't even put your finger on during this season. Right of being separated from people and lonely, and then this all this um, change that was thrust upon us really quick. Some of it we saw coming, some of it we didn't, and then the unknown of the season. Right, like everybody's waiting for it to be over with, hmm. and it's not over with. And by the way, it's not going back to normal. Normal has changed, and so that creates a lot of chaos in our in our emotional, mental, and then therefore we all know in our spiritual health, our spiritual well-being. So this is literally what God, I feel like God has been doing, um, what he's been speaking the loudest to me during this uh, COVID season. And so what I said a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, uh, as we kicked off this idea that I have anxiety and it's because I have a weak faith, what I've, what I've realized is that there's one particular thing about God characteristic attribute of God that I have neglected to focus on. And as I focused on that, my anxiety has subsided uh, in a way that I can't even explain. Hmm. So I said this a couple episodes ago. Let me just say it again, that during this season, I would have expected that I would have had anxiety out of the roof, right? Church, physical meetings, the church closes down. Uh, You've got, all this stuff going on, this chaos. I mean, we had to redo everything that we do. It's still not normal. It's not going to be, you know, all these kind of things going on. Um, Not to mention people around us that are sick, uh, people around us that that died, like for real. And then all the um, uh, financial burden from all this and just just all this kind of stuff. I would have expected that my anxiety would have been the worst Hmm. during this COVID season. Yeah. And I think that all the people in my life that know me well, would have expected that too. And all the people that speak into my life, they were sort of starting at the beginning of all this COVID stuff. They were speaking into my life. Don't let this get you to this place. Cause they were seeing it coming. Like they, they, they knew Adam cook and they knew that this is getting ready to trigger some serious anxiety. Here's what's nuts. The anxiety has been incredibly better this year than it has been in years. And, and in a season like this one where I expected it to be horrible, it's actually been incredibly better. Like I can't even articulate to you how much less anxiety I've experienced in the past year versus any other time. Does that make sense? So it's kind of it's kind of mind blowing that that's the case. Yeah. And so that makes me look at what has God been doing in my life over the course of this time. And so I know that is that He's building faith, right? Because we, we said earlier that I think that my at least for me that my weak faith was tied. That my anxiety was tied to my weak faith. And so if my anxiety is less, that means my faith has increased. But it's been because of one particular thing that God's been doing in my life. Um, and so this is that third way to strengthen your faith that I'm, I'm just getting from Hebrews chapter 12. But this one has been massive to me. 
Um, and so I just I can't overstate that enough, right? So I think I've, I've hit it pretty good, right? Did I hammer sure. it? I hammer it pretty sure. good? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So everybody's listening, yeah, and you're on, on the, the edge of, edge of our seats, and you're figuring it out. Here it is. Um, third way to strengthen your faith been massive for me this year is trusting the fatherly sovereignty of God, trusting that He is a good Father, and that He's sovereign. Mm-hmm. In other words, that God is in control. And I'm not saying that in the way that I've said it for years and years and years as a Christian, especially as a church leader, that's sort of a lot of a lot of saying it with words and very little really depth of believing it, mm. right? Where you go, well, God's in control. Most of the time when I would say to you, God's in control, in the back of my mind, I'm going, I hope so. I hope so. Mm. Um, it don't look like it. You know, I wouldn't say that out loud because good yeah. Christians don't do that, right? I mean, it would it would be like uh, oh, good pastors don't say that, <laughs> but I, I mean that was the case. It was like God's in control. I'm telling you, what is what is curbed? I believe this anxiety during this season where it should have been heightened is that what God has been doing is He's been drawing me to an understanding that I am a good Father and I am in control. It's trusting in the fatherly sovereignty of God, and where. Where where you see this at real clearly in scriptures, you just pick up right where we left off and when, last and when week. When you say yeah. fatherly, you're you're and what I hear from that is you're talking about Christians here. Correct. Yeah. Are you talking about the fatherly sovereignty as in we are the children? Does Absolutely. that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And you'll see that in the verse. Yeah. So cool. in in Hebrews twelve, we we go back to verse five. We stopped off last week at verse four. Verse five says, And have you completely forgotten? It's this question like have you just forgotten? Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son, right? Hmm. And it, and in, and he quotes this little passage from Proverbs chapter 3. So here it goes. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Huge verse, right? Have you completely forgotten that you are being addressed as a father is to a son and that the Lord disciplines the one he loves? Then seven says, so endure hardship to these things that come along in our life, this hardship that happens. Endure it as it's discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. It's just like this this question at the end goes like, what kids aren't disciplined by their father, right? That, that the father plays this role of discipline and that discipline is 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 molding right it's doing something there and so what he's saying is is a a good parent disciplines his child for wrongdoing not to pay them back for their wrongdoing but to form their character right and so there's this as these as these hardships happen as this discipline comes along from God as if you see the hardships of life as more of God's going to use these things in a way that's going to form my character instead of he's paying you back for the things that you've done wrong. Right. Um, which is important for you to see that he's not, that that's not what's going on. And then he goes further. So look at like eight through 10. If you're not disciplined and everybody goes under discipline, then you aren't legitimate. You're not true sons and daughters. In other words, that you're, you're not his child. Then if there's not some sort of discipline going on, um, And it says, moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it, 
right? I did. I had a debt, no doubt, right? Um, how much more then should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? How much more should we submit to Him if we respected our own fathers, our own family members? Let's just say maybe you didn't grow up with a father, so a mama played the role, or uh, grandpa. You respected them for it, then you ought to respect God, who is grooming you through hardships that come in your life as well. Um, it says they disciplined for us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. That sounds like God's in through these hardships, through this discipline, through things that he's teaching you, molding, he's molding you into being more like him so you can share in who he is. No parent disciplines perfectly. No parent. I, I wish... Uh, I wish I could say that I always disciplined correctly. I haven't. There have been times where I've taken it too far. There have been times where uh, I didn't do enough. You know, I ignored or I was lazy. So no, dis- no parent disciplines perfectly. But God is a perfect father. And so his anger towards his children is never the anger of justice. It's just the discipline of love. I wish I could say to you as a parent that I disciplined my. I never disciplined my, my kids while I was angry at them, or so I didn't discipline them and kind of get them back at it or pay them back for what they did. Unfortunately, that's kind of the case. Like a lot of times when I've disciplined my children, there have been multiple times where I've done it to kind of show them or get them back for the bad attitude that they had, you know? Um, but in the root, in the heart of all that is me trying to form something greater in them. But I'm an imperfect father. Hmm. So if he's a perfect father, his anger is not towards his children as injustice towards his children. It's the discipline of love. This is really important to know. And this is why we've got to really lean into the fact that God is in control. So if something's going on in your life, God has allowed it. And so if we look at any of the hardships that are there, he, if he is fully in control of all things, then no matter what we walk through, if we will realize that our faith will grow stronger in him, he's doing something in us at all times because he's fully in control. Let me, let me say, let me tell you what the gospel is. The gospel is the gospel states that every ounce of punishment for sin was put on Jesus. This is really important. Every ounce. So every bit of punishment for sin for the, for people that believe for the, for the children of God has been put on Jesus. And so God is a just God, right? I mean, so if he's God, he's a just God. So for God to give one drop of that punishment for sin to us would be unjust because that means God would be demanding two punishments for the same sin. So this is important. So all punishment for sin was placed on Jesus. And so if we are followers of Jesus, then he has taken our punishment that we duly deserve. And if God's just, that means that he can't be punishing you. So if you are a believer, no matter what you're going through, God is never paying you back for the sins of hardship in your life. He's not paying you back for it. Jesus absorbed the punishment. He absorbed the judgment for you. Nothing's left but mercy. Hmm. Otherwise, God wouldn't be just. He can't say that he's laid my sin on Jesus and then still punish me for my sin. Hmm. That would not be just, and he's a just God. 
So that means it's all been poured out. And so he, when something bad's going on, when this stuff hits, like when COVID hits, if I understand that God is a good father and that he is in control, if I understand that he is the perfect father, then I know that all this stuff happening with the church during this season is not because I have failed in some way and God's punishing me for it. Does that make any sense? Instead, I know that God is using those hardships in a way to grow my faith. He is in control. And so nothing's left for me but mercy. He is mercifully trying to grow my faith. And so in your pain, in your struggle, he's not trying to pay you back. He might be trying to bring you back, but he's not trying to pay you back. He is disciplining you for your good, using those hardships of life, those things that happen, to push you forward because he is in control of all things. This idea that he is sovereign and he's in control this past year has really guided me to having deeper faith, which curbed the anxiety hmm. um, because it was like, God's in control. Like he's for real in control. He, I can't control any of this. God is in control of all things and he's not in control of all things as a bad father. He's in control of things as a good father, right? It's this fatherly sovereignty that is so huge. Um, and when you think about these main ideas, these thoughts, punishment and judgment means that you're being paid back for the wrong that you've done. That's what punishment is. That's what judgment is. Discipline is a loving attempt to mold character. It might involve pain, but the goal isn't retribution. It's formation. It's not to pay you back. It's not to punish. It's to form. And consequences are just the natural result from bad decisions, right? And so, or from good decisions. And so you've got, you know, punishment, you got to know what those things are. And, when things are happening in our life, because that's that's what what we're talking through when we talk about this is that the the this these particular people of Christians were really struggling in their faith because there was all this crap was happening to them, right? And what you've got to understand is is if you're a follower of Jesus, all that crap that's happening to you, all those things that are going down, that's not God punishing you because all the punishment was laid on Jesus. So if it's not punishment, what is it? It means it's a good, good father who's using those things to discipline you, to form you, not to pay you back, not to hurt you, right? Not any of those things. You're going to have consequences that are going to happen in life because you're going to make decisions. I mean, consequences are consequences. But as believers, we suffer consequences for our sin. Sometimes God used those consequences to discipline us, but they're never punishment. Hmm. Yeah. Because Jesus was punished fully in our place, and that just left room for mercy. Yeah. Right. And so there's this massive amount of mercy that's here. And that to me is so important in developing faith. Because all of what I said may not make a lot of sense to you. So let me kind of try to a synopsis. To me, this is so crucial in developing faith because it means that in everything, in everything, every single difficult situation, God is forming your character. Hmm. He's at work forming your character. And so walking into this season, 
no matter how hard it was and things going on, it's still like this, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? I don't, I don't know when you listen to this podcast, but I bet it's still going on. It's still happening. No matter what's going on or how hard it is, God is in control. And he's not punishing me. He's forming my character. He's building something in me. And so when this season subsides and we walk into some other difficult season, God is building in me character and faith because he loves me and he cares for me as a father who is in complete control of everything that's going on. And I am not. And this reminder of his sovereignty has grown my faith more in the last year than I probably can even count or, or even figure out over the last several years. It has done more for my faith to understand that, wait a minute, God is in control. And if God is in control, then I can walk this world knowing that anything that happens to me, anything, even anything I do, because my sin's been bought and paid for in the blood of Jesus, even anything I do that's wrong, he is forming my character in whatever discipline comes from all those things. Hmm. He's building something bigger. And, you know, if you pair up, if you pair up this idea with last week's idea, fix your eyes on Jesus, look at what he's doing. He's the one completing it. And then know that all throughout all this, he's a good, good father who is sovereign and in control of everything. If you can wrap your brain around the fact that Jesus is in control of the, that God is in control of everything. Faith can't do anything but get stronger at that point, hmm. right? It, it can't because you are realizing your place in the story and God's place in the story. And I think a lot of times we are prone to realizing our place in the story a little bit more. We're prone to realizing that, okay, I'm a sinner. I've fallen from grace. You know, I, I don't add up. I don't measure up. I need Christ. Maybe we're open to that. As Christians, obviously, we, we have been, right, if we now follows Christ. But I think somewhere along the way as we're following Jesus, we forget to remind ourselves less of our place and remind ourselves more of God's, that he is above all things. He is in teetotal control. And so when the world seems like it's out of balance and you seem like you're out of balance and you want to quit the thing called faith and every day and, and all this stuff's going down around you, especially this past year, God's still on the throne. He's still in control. Nothing is out of his control, you yeah. know? And when we realize that, how, how can our faith not grow? So you yeah. walk into a day where you don't know what's coming. Well, no matter what happens, God's in control. You walk into, hello, let's get to this. You walk into an election, you don't know what's coming. No matter what happens the next day, no matter who's in the White House, God's on the throne. Right? That, to me, sounds like it's faith-filled statements. Doesn't sound fear-filled statements. It sounds like it's faith-filled statements. Faith grows the more we realize that God is sovereign and in control. Like we, we all need to spend some time just thinking much more on his sovereignty. Good. That he's, he's got it. Hmm. Right. And, and maybe you can realize and admit and live from a place that you don't got it. If you know, he's got it. That's faith to me this year. Oh man. I'm always the person who, um, you stick me in a room of people and I'm going to try to lead, right? That's just me. Uh, I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm going to try to have it. I'm going to try to get it. I'm going to try to know where we're going, know what we're doing. And I walked into this season going, I don't have a clue. 
right? I don't got this. I can't make people show up to church. I can't make people give, right? You know, as we were worried about all that stuff as it went down. I can't make people tune in online because we reconfigured. I can't, I can't do any of that stuff. I can't make people listen to the podcast. I don't got it. And I have never been one of those people who really likes to admit that. And I don't think a lot of us do. I don't think a lot of us like to admit the fact that we don't got it. If you admit that God's got it, it pushes you to say and walk in a way that you don't have it, right? Mm. And that's freeing. Yeah. Like I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't do. I'm not saying don't push forward. Yeah. I'm saying you push forward. You go forward in this thing called faith, right? You still try to reach people for Christ. You still try to grow the kingdom. But while you're doing that, you're reminding yourself, you're knowing deep inside your heart that you don't, you're not in control of this. You can't do any of it, right? It's freeing to admit that. I have felt so much freer this past year. Uh, and I can only attribute it to the fact that I'm free because I'm going, I don't have this. I don't have to, though, because God's got it. And he's sovereign and he's a good father. And so everything that he's doing in my life, every single thing, is for my good, for my betterment, for the formation of my character, to develop faith in my life. And so I don't have to have it. I don't have to be in control. I don't have to know all the answers. I don't have to, 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 to always be the leader in every situation. I don't have to take control all the time. I don't have to know what to do next because God does. And it's very freeing to know that we can lean into the fact that he's sovereign. And to me, that's grown my faith in a way that I can't explain this past year. So much so that I've seen it physically in a, in a, in a physically tangible way of a drastic decrease, almost, almost an eradication of daily anxiety. And it's all tied back to unawareness, a, a, a pushing into the fact that God is in control, that he's God. And that, that doesn't just mean he's some distant character sitting up on some cloud somewhere, you know, throwing judgment down on his children. It means that he is in control of all things and he is with us, walking through us, and all of it is in his control. It frees me from having to be, from having to play this part of having to have it all together, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's a false thing anyway, but to me, I, I believe more and stronger because God has shown me this year, Adam, you don't have it, but I do, you know, and I've seen that play out this year. You know, if I'm being as dead honest as I can be, um, and I'm a pastor, so I just said, you know, talk about my experiences when the Rona hit my main concern. My main worry was that I was going to have to lay off staff. You know, as soon as it hit, I was like, this is going to happen. I mean, this, look at what's happening in the country. People aren't going to be able to give like they were, trust God like this, or, or it's going to decrease, you know, the amounts, and I'm going to have to lay staff off. That was my biggest worry. And it didn't take long for God to prove to me that I'm in control. And through a few different things, like the fact that we haven't had to do that, God goes, nope. I've got this. And little ways like that have made me go, wow, he, he really does have this. He, he really does, you know. Hmm. Um, I don't have to just say God's in control in the back of my head, go like we said at the beginning of the episode, I sure hope so. 
Now mm-hmm. what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to go, God's in control. And in the back of my head, I'm going, yes, he is. You know, yes, he is. And he's given me countless examples that shows me he's in control. And he's given me countless examples to know that my faith can grow in him even through the hardships. Matter of fact, it's because of the hardships, right? That's how I know that a lot of that stuff is God's using it as discipline. Um, because it's not just it's not just get through the hard stuff that's going on. Instead, it's no, God's doing something through this. And so they have to be there. Those have to be parts of life. Um the last verse or two I want to share, and then Graham will probably give me the cutoff sign. Um <laughs> is uh the next couple of verses in Hebrews twelve. This is this is um eleven and twelve. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. <laughs> None of it seems right at the time, right? But later on, you look back on it and you realize that something was built here. And it says, I want to point this out. It says, produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those that have been trained by it. Here's what's really cool about this. That word trained there is this word um, gimnazo, gimnazo. If you were trying to spell it in English, you would use the, the, the gim would be pronounced G, it would be spelled G-Y-M, like the word gym. And so this word trained here is where we get the word gymnasium from. So the sense that you get here that the writer is telling you is, is look, God is working in your life kind of like a coach. Hmm. He's tearing you down in your strength so he can rebuild you up in his. That's what a good coach does. Wow. A good coach tears you down in your strengths so they can build you back up in the strengths that they know you need in the bigger overall picture that God is what that verse is kind of talking about is, is God's tearing you down in your strengths so he can build you right back up in his, right? It's for your betterment. So I think God was doing in my life the past year is he was tearing me down in what I thought were my strengths, you know, being the leader, taking charge, always knowing the answers. He was tearing me down in that so he could build me back up in his. No, he's the leader. He has all the answers. He's in charge. He always knows what to do. And I can see that this past year. And being able to see that, being able to know more so that God's in control has hands down grown my faith uh, in probably the biggest way that it's ever been. Um, anyway, I, this one's this one's been this one's very personal to me because it's, it's happening right now. Hmm. You know, it's very very fresh. Yeah. Um, and so I think you know, if, if just to kind of summarize, focus on the fact that you are not God, but God is God, and He is in control. And the more you lean into the fact that you know he's in control, the more your faith will grow. Hmm. That's what I think. I, that's what I know. I, I know that now. I thought it before. I know it now. Hmm. Now I just got to not forget it, you know, and not ignore it, not let it. You, you don't want that muscle to rest. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You let that muscle just sit there. He starts to build that part in you, and you just let it sit there, right? It doesn't just stay that strength; it decreases in its strength. So you you can't let that muscle just sit. I gotta I gotta keep exercising that. I can't keep leaning into the fact that he's in control, right? It's kind of cool. Let me look at verse twelve. 
Yeah. Strengthen your feeble Strengthen arms right. and weaknesses. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's a cool way to end it too. Right. Um Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Right? Strengthen your feeble. You got to work that muscle. Yeah. That God That's is really good. Cool. God's in control. That's cool, right there. Yeah. Right? See what I mean? When you said that, I was we like, just proved it's, the point. It's right, right here at the end of the thing. God just said, and I'm going to show you right now that yeah. I'm control. Bam! The verse That's verse awesome. says it right there. So you got to strengthen that muscle. So you know, let's all. We all know we're on a messy walk. Hmm. We all know it. It's common yeah. knowledge. Yeah. We named the podcast that. That's why. We all know we're on it. We all know that that if it's a messy walk, it means that the faith is weak and fragile at times. Yeah. So if we're going to strengthen it, we've got to exercise that muscle. And so when God shows you that he's in control, don't forget it. Keep going back to it over and over again and build that muscle. Hmm. Grow that thing. Hmm. Lift those weights on that fact. So what I'm trying to do right now is – Everything that we're doing in the church and what we're doing kind of personally in our lives is I'm trying to exercise that muscle. I'm trying to go, well, if God's in control, then I can do this. If God's in control, then I can try this. If God's in control, then I can admit that I ain't. Yeah. And I can admit that to people that I weren't willing to admit that to before. Hmm. That that circle has grown for me. So now I can sit here and I can say it on a platform stage, but then I can say it on a podcast, but then I can also look at my children hmm. and I can look at my kids who I would never have said this before. It's just sad. I would never have said to them, Daddy don't know. Now I can look at my kids and go, I don't know. I'm not in control, but God mm. is. You know? And so that's where I'm trying to exercise the muscle. So um to me, hands down, personally, it will grow your faith in a tremendous way. If you can just keep leaning into the fact, process it, think on it all the time. God is in control, I am not. Mm. He is sovereign. He's a good, good father. So wow. that's all I got, though. That's good. I'm tapped out. That's it. But yeah. I can be tapped out. You know why? Because God's, God's in control. control. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that's something my dad, he'll say, like, when something's bad, bad's going down or something, he's like, this too shall pass. So it's like a phrase it's you exactly can say, right, like, right, right. God's in control. God's in control. I'm not. And he is. And I need to remind myself that all the time. Hmm. All the time. That's good. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Messy Walk Podcast. It was mm, a lot. Yeah, thank and you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook. It, uh, it's Facebook forward slash Messy Walk Podcast. Uh, follow us there, like the page. We also have a Instagram page, which is Messy Walk Podcast with underscores between each word. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So whatever, Android or Apple, we have an app for you. Yeah, and ask, ask us some questions on those social platforms. For sure. Uh, we're getting ready to answer some here in the next episode or two, some stuff some folks have posted. Um, we're going we're gonna to dive into those topics that they asked for. Um, so just throw some stuff up there for us, interact with us. Uh, we're here to help you in our messy walk because, by the way, us sitting here talking to you about our messy walks helping us. Yeah. Yep. For sure. If you guys have any questions either, send us a message. We are yeah. not afraid to answer you guys, and we'll see yeah. you guys next Absolutely. week. Thank you so sure. much for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.